Okay, cool. Well, so normally the plan for me on these spaces is, well, my idea behind it was that I definitely wanted to get some kind of a bit deeper insight into artists. Like we do a lot of spaces, we kind of ask a lot of the same questions, we cover a lot of the same topics, we hear a lot of shilling, we have to do a lot of shilling. And so I thought I'd just try something different, you know. I kind of started to think about like what I wanted to learn about people um, what I was interested to hear about and also kind of go beyond just the single subjects that we often have, like what's your drop, what's happening right now, and, and dig a little deeper. So with that in mind, let's start at the beginning. And Mateo, I'd love to hear like music like wise, how you got into music and, and kind of like your journey up to this point in terms of like making music as an artist. Sure, yeah, thanks, Jamie. Um so yeah i mean it's been it's it's interesting because i think really it's only i'm kind of starting with the end here <laughs> but i think it's only really since joining the web3 community and kind of beginning to explore the space as a creator as a singer songwriter over the past 8 months that i feel like i've really come into my identity as a musician and, and you know you know there's that time before and after you feel like you can stand tall and proud and when someone says like oh what do you do you can say oh yeah I'm a musician and for me that's not always been the case some people are lucky enough to sort of be be able to be you know in that space for already many years longer than I am but for me that's still a very new experience um which I have so much to thank Web3 and the people that I've met in this space. Um, so yeah, it's only really very recently that I've actually begun recording and releasing music, um, both in, in Web2 and Web3. I've only kind of got one song out in Web2 at the moment. But before that, it was really just a journey of, I think ever since I was a child, just having music in my blood because my dad is a musician and so we were listening to music in the house all the time when I was a kid and um we'd do like I'd write little songs and make everybody sit and like listen to my little little performances and make my sister do stuff and that kind of thing so I think that writing songs is actually something that I don't really remember a time where I wasn't doing it in some shape or form um but of course you know it was it's only really been in the last eight years I'd say where I've actually recorded music you know writ written songs that are actually you know of a of a quality that you could release into the world and and, and be proud of and, and stand by you know and um I, I think when I first started writing songs I I, I really there was kind of this point where I started writing songs and I'd written a few I was like okay cool I'm ready for a record deal <laughs> ready for a record deal now ready to do this and I remember really wanting to be signed to XL Records they were like so the thing at the time I know you will know about them Jamie because of obviously yeah J Jamie XX and everything just that whole I feel like that was like a whole moment in time when XL was really sort of the peak of the of the record industry in my eyes and so I was dying to to get a record deal with them <laughs> after having written like a handful of songs and yeah I don't know obviously you know that there are these times in life where you sort of have an opening to to a realization of like wow that's actually when you sort of take ownership of a dream that you've maybe had that was always like a childhood dream and then maybe you go through a period of kind of setting it to one side and then coming back to it and being like oh yeah no actually I was right the first time I I, I love singing I love writing songs that definitely is a part of of who I am and you kind of grasp it and for me anyway I'm always like when I have these little epiphanies um 
you know, I want to grasp it with both hands and like immediately I want it to be like now, now, now. And of course, life is very rarely like that. Even within Web3, I feel like my journey has been like that of kind of needing to just like actually there's the there's all the steps in between here and 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 the the completion of a goal or like the fruition of a dream let's say rather than making it goal oriented but like the fruition of a dream is usually something that comes over time and I feel like it's really taken me <clears throat> that full eight years from the moment where I where I started writing songs in a in a proper way if you know what I mean to now to really to really go through all the stages of I guess like soul development of doing the work to really come into my identity as a musician um, this year really and um, yeah it's been an amazing journey of just you know different formats of writing songs and finding my voice and finding that place where you can be creative where you feel like what you're doing is is playful and it's easeful and, and within that space kind of finding your sound and your flow and um yeah it's been it's been a beautiful journey but I'm ha and and I still feel at the very beginning of it to be honest but um yeah it's been a wild ride I suppose that's kind of like the history of of me as an artist it's kind of like a beautiful time for it to come together because identity is so important right now and like one thing that you've done so well is you've like crafted this world for yourself that isn't just based on waiting for releases which is what so many musicians are trying to do the other way around it's kind of like you've done it you've kind of done it backwards and you've kind of held the music back and you've like integrated yourself into communities. You've kind of like expressed your identity in so many different ways. Like I follow you doing your, um, you do like dancing stuff and live performances and just like there's so much going on around you where maybe, you know, it's one of those really interesting, you know, career things to me where like you're, you're really comfortable in your own skin and you know who you are and that kind of, blends effortless, effortlessly with kind of being a musician without having to constantly produce music the whole time which is kind of almost like backwards to me where I came from a place of just like making music all the time and now how do I bring this other stuff together so I've always since I first came across you it was interesting that it didn't feel like you were just starting at all even with one song it always felt like you were kind of like there already <laughs> doing it and I get that impression from a lot of people when they speak about your work and you and over the last year right you've done you've done so much you said that you've hardly got any songs out but um maybe it'd be cool to hear a bit about the journey of the out I mean, maybe the journey of the outsiders thing but a bit maybe from the beginning like have you been into web3 stuff for a long time like the pfp world like how how did that come together with your music yeah absolutely and yeah first of all thank you it's so it's so interesting to hear other people kind of like reflect on their experience of of you from the outside um but that's that's cool to hear really interesting to hear that that's kind of how 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 you kind of perceive it and and i know what you mean i do feel like i've done i think because you know i am i'm 32 now so i guess i've kind of had I'm not I'm in no way saying that I'm old I still feel very youthful people always like don't say you're old I don't mean it in that way but that I feel like I've had a lot of life experience already in the last like let's say from the age of around 21 22 when you really start to to think about life and stuff it's like a whole decade of of kind of growth before I've actually kind of come into my musicianship so I think that kind of comes into perhaps the music that I make and the way that I kind of speak about yeah my journey as a as a creator um because it's kind of 
this is almost like the fruition of a lot of other areas of my life where I've put a lot of energy into those. And this is actually kind of like the newest one, but not the first one, if you know what I mean. So so it's cool. It's cool if that's kind of how it comes across. I like that a lot. Um, but yeah, so the Web3, I feel like it's all, I really feel like everything with the music and for me, the 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 Web3 element and the music element have been so, they've just woven together in this way that I could never have imagined or planned out or even was really in existence when I began my my journey as a musician you know um so it's cool yeah for me the web3 thing is definitely so much a part of my musical journey I I think I heard about I think I heard about bitcoin no I know that I heard about bitcoin the first time when I was uh traveling in Thailand and I was staying in this place um that was just this amazing kind of like yeah just total imagine imagine the beach before it all goes wrong it was kind of like that basically and everybody was talking about bitcoin everyone was like you need to buy bitcoin it's money the future I had no interest in doing any more research into it but I was happy to just take the financial advice that I got from all these like barefoot hippies smoking loads of weed <laughs> And um, because at the time I was freelancing, I had a bit of spare of spare funds. So I was like, okay, I'm just going to put some money into Bitcoin and just forget about it. Um, and I did. That's exactly what I did. I bought like the top, <laughs> the top at the absolute top of the beginning of 2018 or whenever it was. And so then it immediately started to decrease in value. So I just, yeah, forgot about it for years. And then every now and then I'd kind of like check the price. And I was like, okay, cool. It's still about like half what I put in. I'll just leave it there. And then at the end of 2020, I just for some reason looked at the price of Bitcoin and I was like, whoa, holy shit, what happened to Bitcoin? Like, this is wild. The last time I checked, it was on like $6,000 or something. So I suddenly was like, oh, my God, it's happening. That that moment that they spoke about this, like Bitcoin of the future, that future is now. How can I become a millionaire overnight? <laughs> so in the same way that I kind of did when I realized, like, oh, my God, I want to be a musician. I just grabbed it with both hands and I was just like watching. I don't know whether you guys watch any or have ever at any point watched the trading videos on, on YouTube from like the moon and Satoshi Stacker. And I wanted to learn how to trade. And I did this trading course and I was like, yeah I'm gonna get rich doing this compound interest this is gonna be amazing millionaires by the end of the year and just fully went in and then um that was just kind of like the beginning really so it just kind of went from like the trading okay no I'm not gonna trade I just want to hodl I just want to research coins okay I want to learn about these different blockchains learning about these different altcoins and building a really strong portfolio and then NFTs started to pop off. And I was like, at the time, I remember thinking, okay, no, that's a whole other realm. Let me just focus on the coins for now, which I wish I hadn't done because otherwise maybe I would be a, an eight holder by now, but sadly not. Came back to NFTs in the summer and everything, everything except the things that I was buying were just like mooning like crazy. And so that was another thing I just tried to, you know, grab with both hands getting into all the discords, finding all the ways into the different communities, never really finding a community that I resonated with because last summer, I think most, it was just wild. It was, it was just wild when you compare it to, to the landscape now. After the kind of initial crazy sort of intense PFP bull market um, came this wave of the one of one artists and this, in completely different curation of my timeline of all these incredible artists digital artists selling their work 
for for real money for real money and i was so like wow this is incredible i can't believe this is happening and like it was just so inspiring to see and then i began to think to myself like oh wow i wonder what's um i wonder how this is going to apply to to the music industry of course it must it makes total sense no one's doing it i wonder why not and i didn't really yeah i didn't i didn't even know of anybody doing it at the time and then i started to you know those those absolute ogs like latasha domino black dave started to kind of filter onto my timeline and so i gradually just kind of found <clears throat> more and more more and more musicians using the, the technology of nfts and yeah that then that's kind of when i realized like okay <clears throat> i actually would love to release my music as an nft okay this is how i can bring my music into the world because i think before that i just always thought something was just never really matching up with conversations that i'd have with record companies or the idea of just like self-releasing on soundcloud just didn't really fill me with inspiration let's say so so in the realization of the fact that people were using nft technology for music i realized like okay this is going to be it. I'm going to do it. And then I just, um, I did, I, I minted my NFT and kind of found my way into different communities and, um, yeah, just slowly. And again, like when I minted it, tried to grab it with both hands, like, yeah, it's going to sell out in an hour. Look, look, Violetta already did it. Josh Savage did it. I'm going to do it. And then realizing like, okay, nobody knows who you are. This is your first song ever. <laughs> And you've priced your work at 0.11 ETH, which I still stand by. But at the time I was like, you know, there was a lot of things that I realized like, okay, again, just that humbling moment of like, okay, I see the final vision. Doesn't mean you're going to be there immediately. You need to be here. You need to just, you know, if you plan to be here for the long term, then, you know, a week, a month is not, is going to be nothing in the grand scheme of things. If you're here, then you're here, you know, and just be here it doesn't you know you haven't sold out your collection in a day that doesn't mean that this place isn't this that this space isn't for you it just means that you're very new to it and that this is a space which is all about community so go out there and and find your people you know um and that's did. basically what i've been doing yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly exactly i mean it's, a, it's an interesting i mean it's interesting because you come from like an art it feels like you come from more like an art perspective, which I think is kind of where I come from as well, or that's what's interesting to me. And I think the the sellout thing doesn't, you know, I don't know if it plays the same role as it does, you know, you know, there's a mix between like the PFP market and the one-on-one -on -one art market, and they're doing slightly different things in different ways. And I think the, the art world resonated with me more too, as a place to sort of understand understand it and be inspired by it um but i'm learning i'm learning from the pfp stuff too and i'm keeping my eye on it and i did buy my first loser i'm so glad ago. you did so exciting <laughs> when you when you when you dm'd me you're like i'm looking at these i was like oh my god jamie's gonna be a loser volume two mixtape let's go yeah, I'm glad I did it, and I haven't had time to dive in, man. That was the one frustrating thing. Is I've, um, I've got, yeah, I've got life happening to me on all from all angles at the moment. But I'm, I'm coming, I'm coming in. When you've got to do things, you've got to do it properly, right? So I kind of felt like I need to just wait until I've got the time to really, really dive into that world. So, upbeat, are you here? I don't want to just leave you sitting there for yes, ages. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'm slightly yeah, like. 
Uh, I'm good. Good to hear your voice. Another British voice. Um, I'm slightly like overwhelmed by how much I wrote some notes before this about how many questions I had for both of you. And I was like, well, I've totally overreached by having you both on one show. Um, but oh, so good. Over to you, it's really sorry. Let me let me find out exactly how to pronounce your name first because I'm I hate when people say people's names wrong. Is it Omateo or Omateo or what's the? Uh, it's Omot it's Omotayo. Yeah, you got it right. Omotayo, perfect. Yeah. Savage. And yeah, wow, what a story so far. That's such a that's such a cool way to discover Bitcoin and discover the whole world itself. It's such a such an interesting kind of impact coming from literally like Web3 native and then decide to build your art in here rather than for most artists being like, oh cool, this is an opportunity to to promote art, but coming in from the other side is super, super interesting. Thank you. Yeah, looking forward to hearing your story too. Uh, yeah, Abby, do you want to do the same? Because I think that's like, there's a million things that I would love to ask you both about. Um, but one thing that I have never heard from either of you that I think is really interesting about both of what you're doing is kind of this balance of like something that I find really interesting, which is like kind of like creative careers rather than just like musicians. And I think from chatting to you both privately, I've kind of, you have your fingers in different areas and you're balancing different things that, that seem to be coming together in like a really complimentary, interesting way at the moment that I think, you know, like a lot of artists don't see, you know, on the surface, um, how like useful, whether it's, you know, Amateo with, or Tayo, sorry, with, uh, you know, your community building and your other forms of art that you're interested in, how they feed into your music and how they feed off each other. And Upbeat, like when we met recently, I was like, whoa, dude, you're doing so much. How are you in these different communities? And you were explaining to me the different things you do. So maybe it'd be cool just to do a little intro for you um, and just tell us a bit about your musical journey too and how you got to this point. Yeah, appreciate it, man. Thank you so much. And yeah, we did have some great conversations when we, when we first met. We all met a group of people and we kind of created a little group that uh, just naturally happened, which was brilliant. But um, yeah, so my background is kind of, it's a really strange one and kind of sounds a bit pretentious when you do list off the different things, but they're all at kind of different levels. And um, so initially an artist, I grew up in the west of Ireland and started writing music when I was like 11 and was pursuing that for years, was super passionate about it. It was like, I think one thing I just even realised the other day is like, I'm not that old, but from starting so young and like learning about the industry and like studying it all from quite a young age, I think I feel like I've lived through like the CD era, the mixtape era, the SoundCloud era, and um, even though I was a kid at, at the time and I was thinking about that the other day, and I think it's it gives a lot of context because I remember as like a 14 year old trying to sell CDs and then going on to that piff and SoundCloud and all these different things. Um, so yeah, it was basically just a kid in the West of Ireland where there's very, very little hip hop or punk music and um, was just trying to make things work. Nothing was really working. And then I moved to, I left school uh, when I was 18 and I moved to Dublin and then basically kind of started to build into a scene there. I was kind of doing a different genre to what I'm doing now. Um, and then I met a really great group of people who were all <laughs> from the West of Ireland, funny enough, but we met in, in Dublin and different places and uh, we started building out this thing called Exhale. So in the pandemic, we all kind of moved into a house together and we we're like, cool, we're just going to like create and work and upskill on absolutely everything we possibly can um, and hopefully come out of this thing with all the skills and stuff to actually be able to launch everything we're doing, whether it's your artist project or a lot of stuff in the crypto space too. Um, so yeah, I kind of got, I guess, introduced to the crypto side of things in 2020. Um, and I guess to list off the different things I do is Excel is like a, a creative studio, so it builds basically build websites and experiences that are 
Gaslist and have all these different Web3 integrations for artists and companies that are trying to do something that's a little bit more special that isn't on a marketplace or isn't just uh, a random drop out of nowhere, but more is like an immersive experience and they have their own contracts and all those things. So that's kind of on the Excel side what I do. And then on the music industry side, I manage an artist called Ella Alexa, who's an incredible creator and that I started working on her about a year and a half ago. And then my own music as well as like the, <laughs> the, main, the main focus outside of that. So they're, they're the kind of three core things. Within that, there's other things too and stuff. But um, I guess the reason I can kind of make it all work is just because I have a very, very great group of people around me that do probably more than I do. So it's kind of a good blueprint to have. But I think, I think the real answer to like, how do you balance it all and how do you do it all is like, do you actually care about it and want to do it? And like, I remember kind of when I took on L, I'd have like a really like honest conversation with myself and be like, am I taking on an artist because it's like a means to an end before I blow up? Or am I taking on this artist because I actually want to build and work with this artist over like the next 10 years? And the same with Excel stuff and Web3 is like, am I just being an opportunist here because there's money here, there's excitement here, or do I actually really have a driving passion for these things? And um, the answer was, yes, I did have a driving passion for these things and it's all creative that I kind of work on. So um, I, I just see it as like different ways that I'm channeling my artistry and creativity into different things. and. Um, it all kind of works towards the same goal. Like I make what I call hyperpunk music, and um, and I think punk and the ethoses of crypto and Web three in regards to like decentralization and disruption are very aligned. So there's something that I'm very passionate about from that side. And then from the music industry side, I'm very passionate about artists being paid correctly and artists being developed correctly. And so, although there are a lot of different things, I think they kind of all fall into the same. Uh, mission or purpose so i'd say that's kind of how how i try to balance it all <laughs> but yeah that's a lot that's a lot and there's a lot in there that's like i mean for people who don't know it's not easy building a creative career when you're not from the main cities it must be the same in america right or anywhere wherever you come from but coming from ireland and and especially like west island to dublin and and kind of like whether you're living where are you living at the moment you're in london right yes yeah, so I'm, I'm living in london at the moment but um but you're yeah. but you're you're networking globally yeah trying trying <laughs> it's no mean feat right like that's quite a hard that's quite like a hard grind to come from where you grew up to even just sort of being in a position you're in right now yeah i guess i guess it's not but then i think also if you have like again i, I guess it, it's that kind of thing of like the driving passion and like do you want to do other things and for me I like I worked in bars and hotels for literally from like the age of sixteen, so for like five years, and um, and like the whole time I was there, I was just like, this is not what, this is not what I want to do. And at the time, I thought like, oh, the only way I can be a full time artist is by you know getting my streaming numbers up and being a major touring artist. But then the more I talked to like a lot of music managers and a lot of people in the industry, I found out that you know tours don't always make money at the start. Streaming doesn't always make money if you do a deal. Um, and all these kind of things and I was kind of like looking at it and I was like oh well if I want to be a full-time creative it doesn't look like this route is like the direct way so I was like I'm gonna have to build a bunch of things together that I'm equally passionate about and kind of build them together and to be honest I actually think because a lot of people I think always worry that it's like is that taking away from your artist project is that taking away from like the excitement around it and and from my experience it doesn't really I've gotten in way more doors and way more rooms that technically I shouldn't be in just because of um, having those other kind of like skills and interests. So I think it, it can be great for the Irish project. I think Jamie, you can definitely talk to that too in regards to the kind of the way you live your life and build things out. 
Um, but yeah, I guess it's just the the drive to <laughs> to do to do things that you really care about. Yeah, and I think the pa- the patience and and the belief in in those things as well. I think patience is is key. Like survival is key. Like as a musician, like keeping on going is incredibly like hard thing to keep going and people always say like well, the main thing you should do is just not stop but i think there's like within that there's there's it's it can be a more powerful thing than just not stopping it's about longevity and, and thinking about you know beyond just those those short-term things right it's you know like building in different what well, um tech talk or different parallels at the same time right or different verticals at the same time which is kind of you know something that both of you are really doing Matteo, what have you found with that stuff? I mean, I think like the last six months must have been quite like a crazy acceleration for you, right? Like, especially the Outsiders mixtape, the journey to from discovering losers to the Outsiders mixtape alongside your music. Um, don't just tell us a little bit about that period and how those things kind of feed into your music and and your creative relationships. Yeah, sure. Um... So I because because of last summer I kind of was because I'd come through NFTs as a uh, the creation of Web 3s like through the world of PFPs and then the one of one artists and then music NFTs whereas I know some people come like just straight to music NFTs from Web 2 for example so I kind of um, yeah already was was collecting and trading NFTs and. I'd seen um, Javon, the founder's art, on a couple of uh, uh, Web3 artist profiles. So I think Natasha had uh, one of his hand-drawn illustrations as her PFP, and so did Carla the Poet and a few other people. Um, And I just really liked the art style, and then I found out who the artist was and that, yeah, the project that they were were looking to mint pretty soon was, was called Loser Club. And I tried to get in the Discord, but it was closed. It was like invite only. Um, but I had a look on the media and it said like invite only, or you can just ask us, or you could try asking nicely. So I thought, oh, well, I'm pretty good at asking nicely. Let me see if they'll just let me in. So I just messaged them on Twitter to say like, hey, um, love the art style, like love the sound of this project. I know your Discord is closed, but it said if I ask them nicely, maybe you'll let me in. Like, could I please have a link? And um and I was just like and maybe I can do like a fan art song or something because a lot of the PFP projects would sort of offer allow list spots to people who had done fan art which was usually visual but at that time because I'd obviously I was feeling a bit more sort of in my in my musician identity having minted my first NFT and kind of having more of a plan for recording an EP and stuff I just thought like yeah fan song why not and then I listened to the founders talking in a space and I just fell in love even more with the project. Just the whole ethos behind the project just sounded so awesome and so much the, let's say, like, like peaceful antithesis of everything else that the, that the PFP communities seemed to, with, with a few exceptions, be about, which was like this very bro-y kind of profit-based, you know, like just very something that I wasn't so I was finding it hard to find my people within let's say and yeah loved the founder speak and so from listening to them speak it just actually inspired a fan art song that just like came into my head and so the way that I write most of my songs uh, that aren't more kind of like traditional format verse chorus songs is with the loop station which has five vocal channels so I've kind of gotten quite used to like layering up my vocals and making a track out of that and maybe just like some drums um and 
yeah so this this like the next day after after i'd stayed up to listen to the space that it just came into my head this thing of like guess i'm a loser 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 and i was like oh that's quite cool and then like all the parts just kind of came into my head and just the first line of like a board ape to flex no that ain't me so i just yeah i just recorded it in like a couple of hours and i just put it up on my twitter and then the next day i woke up to crazy amounts of retweets and comments because the loser club had found the song and had retweeted the song and then loads of other people had commented underneath like definitely give her a allow list so i sent them they asked my wallet address i was like yay i got on the allow list for me that was like job done goal completed like i was kind of seeing that as the the end of that as it were um and then pastel who's also a co-founder of the outsider collective reached out to me on twitter and was like hey love your song we're making a loser mixtape do you want to get involved and i think at this time it was maybe just like him and paper and papi and maybe you were as well shout out to you down there yeah so there was kind of like a discord but there wasn't that much structure yet and because that's kind of almost essentially what my web 2 job is is all about kind of within the world of advertising like turning ideas into a reality creating the structures and processes to make that happen i offered my assistance with that and they gl gladly accepted and so then yeah that's kind of my role outside of the creative part that's sort of my role within the collective is kind of yeah bringing that strategic thinking and structure and stuff so anyway we there just was a few more people that kind of begin to came in and then yeah it just sort of was this very organic process that we formed this group we were making this mixtape losers were invited to anybody who hold a, held a loser could submit their work most people were submitting beats and stems and then people were kind of working with those so it was very collaborative and then we kind of got to a point where we were thinking like okay cool yeah this is going to be this is really going to be a thing um and then we decided to because at that time it was just completely unofficial just literally a community thing we decided to pitch it to the main to the main team and be like hey we're doing this thing this is our vision for it. it would be great if you could get behind it so we pitched it to them and they just loved it supported us a hundred percent invited us to come to NFT NYC and perform at their event um, in Bushwick on the stage that like Kate Trinada has been on it was and they 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 invited us all it was like travel and accommodation was paid for for anybody who couldn't come otherwise and they just fully supported what we were doing and it was just amazing to then be in New York with all these people the other creative chaperones of like what we've been building over you know discord calls and hours and hours of of chats and in, in voice chats on discord and, and in twitter and spaces and that kind of thing to actually be with these humans in person was like wild and just amazing because you've already built these friendships on top of that to then perform at the loser event because for yeah so for people who don't know so with the mixtape once everybody had kind of submitted their tracks there was a voting process where anybody who held a, a loser could vote on the final track list so we didn't gatekeep the final track list in any way we put all the songs all of the 20 submissions to the community we had listening parties the community voted on the final track list and we got that mixed and mastered and so because the community had kind of been along with us through the whole process of creation and then and then submissions and voting when we were at the loser event people were singing the songs <laughs> people were singing the songs and were like 
it was just amazing to realize and and then within that event as well like seeing people who had been again spending hours connecting on spaces for them for them to meet in real life i felt like i was watching loads of best friends who had been separated for like 10 years and it was a reunion you know people being like hey yo you're andre no way and then like giving each other these big hugs and it was just amazing and to just be there and be like wow this is community this is what it is that there's that there's this place that you can feel like you belong and it was amazing to just meet all of these losers who just so synchronistically everybody you know for the most part just got along so well and for us to perform the songs for some people within the collective that was their first time performing uh, performing for me it was my first time performing solo um just me and my loop station doing this song and like um so yeah it's for me like loser club is hands down the best community out there um and then for us as the outsider collective within that to be building and to have minted so we've, we've minted our mixtape now you can you can get it on the blockchain just the quick shill there still available to mint from our website <laughs> um i will pin it to the top actually but um yeah and then for us for that to mean that 22 contributors who who um worked on that tape whether it was kind of artists producers mixers engineers once that's sold out that's going to be the equivalent of something like 300,000 spotify streams per artist or something like that and it's just wild when you think of that as like a three-month process that has generated that sort of i don't know for a lot of people for me certainly 300,000 Spotify streams is is a long way away, but that's the beauty of Web3 is that um, you can sort of start to create some kind of abundance through your creativity. And for some people, that's a huge deal. For me, that's been really healing. So yeah, I have so much love for the Loser Club. It's, It's also amazing how like, I keep hearing these kind of stories about how people's like, skills that they've like acquired in life that they see as like a distraction for music have come back into their lives to form like this new world like you're kind of talking about that skill set that you developed in another job is yeah, basically like, one of, like the key one of the key factors that pulled all this thing together which is you know the project which has kind of formed yeah like you said that amazing experience and and that amazing feeling that feeling of satisfaction from your creative output that that you had been craving right it's kind of it's interesting that i keep hearing for people talk you know finding ways to take these other skill sets and other things they've been doing and 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 they're kind of coming together with creativity and other people maybe they've had that same experience that have trying to find their way into something that they love doing again and finding a group of other people that that um that want to do that is is like a really interesting i think it's quite common it seems quite common in this space um, and maybe that's because you know we're all still doing it alongside other things because it takes a lot of takes a lot of sales to to create a livelihood for or a career um which i think people don't talk about enough um upbeat do you want to talk a little bit about on that note the music from the next hell studios because i'm always really the same way that I was really kind of like interested about how I almost built this world around, you know, this community, you've kind of got this other world going on that I have no understanding of. <laughs> Not that I don't understand that what your businesses do. I just mean like, you know, like 
someone from the outside is always like, how do these things come to fruition? The same way that I'd look at that mixtape and be like, how did that come to fruition? You know, you said that the exhale thing was, was that people that you knew, from you built with friends or was that like, you know, what is, how did that come, how did that come about and how has that kind of like become a part of your life? Yeah, hundred percent. Great question. Also, shout out Jade as well. Jade's and Dreams Never Die and a bunch of other different um, communities that I pop into. So shout out Jade. And um, hope you keep them well. Um, well, I was gonna say yeah. So like, Exhale is a really unique one. I think like so again like I'm only one part of a of a much bigger ecosystem. Exhale. It's not like I'm the person who's building all these websites or getting everything <laughs> to happen by any means. Um, so yeah, it's 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 quite a it's quite an interesting story. It's kind of like one of those typical, I guess, like come up coming of age kind of stories we were all um yeah we're all the same age uh we're from different parts of the west of ireland into very different things and didn't know anyone else um, and then weirdly all bumped into each other um over the years like so josh who's one of the co-founders i met like literally i think the week that i moved to dublin i think he's like one of the only people that i like had him on instagram from some random group chat that i'd been in about like sharing each other's posts on instagram or something when i was like 17, 18, um, and yeah, I just ch started chatting to him and he was telling me about this like vision he had for this thing called Excel, which would be like this like creator focused um, and maybe, like catalyst, I guess. Um, and then Matthew, who's the other founder of Excel, um, they kind of met, they met separately. And then Martin, who's another person in Excel, is one of my best friends for years. And I knew Josh really well and he knew Matthew really well because they'd grown up together. And then they had met and we were like, wait, what? <laughs> wait a second. We all, we all know each other. Um, and then we kind of all were just keeping track of what we were all doing because we were all doing very different things and different backgrounds, like Matthew's background. He's been, he's been into crypto and Web3 and stuff like that literally since like 2013, 2014. Um, so he's been an obsessed kid in his bedroom in the west of Ireland telling people that this is the future since, yeah, since he was about 14 or 15 years old. Um, and... He kind of obviously, I, I think without him, we wouldn't really be where we are in regards to like the Web3 aspect of it because he's really the driving force and someone who has an awful lot of knowledge and um, an awful lot of passion as well, I think, to, to make the creator economy and make creators in general a lot more heard in the standard that, um, that the standards that they can reach, basically. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of like, I guess, the, the story of XL and then we all moved into a house together in Galway in uh, 2020, all started working on these different things and we just did that, went hard for like a year and a half um, and just like trying to figure out what it is we were gonna do with this thing and how we were gonna build it. We had all these different skills, but we weren't sure how to put them. So initially it was an agency. We developed a bunch of artists and had some pretty pretty decent success in those things. We've developed some pretty great artists that have done great things. Um, and then I think at the start of 21, no, sorry, the start of 22, we went completely Web3 focused and we're like, cool, we're going to build. Because the marketing side is great and marketing is something that's kind of like my background and something that I'm very excited about. But I only love doing marketing when I really, really believe in, in, in what I'm marketing. And um, when you're doing that as on a client kind of basis, it can be good, but it's not always, uh, yeah, you just have to believe in the client. And I don't think you should, you should work on people that you don't believe in. So by kind of going with this more, Web3 focused around building experiences and websites and tools for artists and um, it just it just seemed like the most ethical, most exciting and also the most helpful because there isn't actually anyone out there that can build websites from scratch for artists um, completely the way they want for their own branding, their own everything, their own contracts um, on whatever chain they choose to do. 
Um, so we were just like, yeah, this is something that people need. Um, so we kind of built that as for artists as well, but we, we, we do it for a lot of companies as well. And then on the music fund side, that's basically just an initiative to uh, fund and develop artists. And um, it was initially owned by uh, Fan Labs, and then they passed it across to us maybe three months ago. So we've just kind of been working on building that out. And um, yeah, hopefully, hopefully developing and bringing in the next wave of artists and, and music fans and creating something that is actually fun and exciting. Because I think in the music NFT world, um, again, this is just my, my own opinions, but I think we're a long way off seeing the innovation and excitement that we that we truly need in order to make this stuff exciting to the masses. I think it's it's not really about talking about the technology, but it's about having an example, an artist who has really gone on to do great things um, in the mainstream as well as as well as in Web three. And uh, I think Music Fund can be a way for people to enable that and see the exciting community and culture that is there. And um, I think obviously Jamie, you're a great example of that. I think we've talked about that before in regards to you're so focused and in depth in the web3 world but you're also like i want people to hear my music so if you're pushing it and promoting it i also think slow jack's another great example of someone who's just relentlessly building everything together and um yeah hopefully hopefully music fun can be something to uh discover the next artists that want to come into web3 and have a positive experience doing it that's basically it. i don't want to ramble on too much there because <laughs> it's a lot of information no, i think that's really interesting i think like it's almost like uh, i mean i felt like we stumbled on a theme a bit which is just that i have a lot of conversations with people are always trying to raise conversation about what the you know what the future of an artist team management team looks like and there's a lot of talk about that at the moment but it's almost like more interesting to me what the future of like an artist career is and you know obviously we all want to build to a point where we're just making music all day every day but it's interesting that when you get speaking to a lot of artists especially i guess in the web3 arena but i'd imagine it's the same everywhere is that there's something different happening which is like we're blending different skill sets in different areas and they're kind of like starting out really far apart but they're just getting closer and closer together you know and i think that yeah. that is that's interesting right like these kind of different worlds are kind of edging together hopefully arriving at this point we're hoping to go we'll get to but they're all kind of supporting each other in different ways and and inspiring different things and creating something that's kind of very hard to give someone directions with how to do right but i think it's interesting the best thing you can say is that you can find ways to tie these different skill sets together right or they can yeah, come definitely. back right I think, I think a good way to look at it or a way that I kind of look at it is um, so I'd be like, again, I'm uh, an independent uh, advocate or independent maxi, I guess, in the way that I think artists, if, if they can and if they're interested in being independent, should stay independent. And I think that a massive shift on that is like the likes of Ross. Um, I also think the likes of Kanye West in a way very different, but the way he produced for so many years and was in the rooms for so many years and built his leverage and proved himself step by step and didn't rush that process i think web3 gives the opportunity to those kind of artists again because you know like <clears throat> for example like if your if your skills lie in content creation and you know uh writing witty hook lines and stuff like that and really all you should be on right now is tiktok and that's that's incredible and i'm super happy that there is a platform there that can shine a light on artists that are incredibly good at engaging people and creating excitement around something but i think there's always other ways and i think web3 is that other way because it's a completely different group of skills that you can kind of it can be your branding skills and your world building skills and your one-to-one -one kind of communication skills and e even even coding and developing if you're if you're that in depth with it um 
so that's kind of the way I see Web3. It's like the same way Kanye did his 10 years of producing and proving himself in that world. I'd kind of like to build a lot of great things in this world, in, in this world to then go on and build something that is really, really incredible and um, hopefully speaks for itself in, in, in the years to come. Um, so yeah, I guess that's kind of a, a positive way to look at it. And I always think on, on another note you were just saying there earlier, it's just something as a bit of guidance. I think uh, when you are like on your own and stuff like that and you are trying to figure out how to do all this stuff, I think like before you have your group and before you have your community and your people around you that can kind of echo you and talk to you on a daily basis, I think one thing that I did when I was like a kid was I just relentlessly listened to podcasts all the time. And it like those people basically like, became my friends in a way because I was like talking, I was hearing the conversations that I wanted to hear every day and the conversations I wanted to be a part of. I just hadn't found those people yet. And then when you do find those people and you have all these things that you can talk about, you've already like really gone in depth. And I think in that thing of like staying on track and being so also overwhelming, if you kind of find a group of podcasts or a group of worlds of podcasts that you can kind of uh, shower yourself in. And then when you do kind of meet people, you're really able to speak on these topics and you feel a little bit more sane and not like you're just like, the one in the million in a random town or a random place where you can't find anyone else's interest endings. I mean, that's been the same for me. I mean, that's been the same for me that's kept me engaged with Web3 stuff because we just don't have loads of people to talk to about these things. So being in those spaces um, and listening to those podcasts has definitely kept me excited and kind of engaged and full of ideas. I think that's that's a really good point. I guess I don't really think of it that way, but that's kind of what it's like is you lack you lack the rooms to just talk. You know, like I've been one of the things that's really helped me over the last couple of months is finding groups of people that I can just chew the fat with, right? Like just work through ideas and talk about, you know, just talk freely and openly about, you know, making decision making and have people because you know my music world just does is just like a million miles away from this they all want to know the answers and they all want to, everyone's interested but it's not the same as as like what we're doing here today right like listening and learning from different people's stories and kind of i think just hearing different stories has always been a big part of what's inspiring about music right like reading books about musicians watching interviews with your favorite musicians and there's just little things you can take from all these different people and Another thing that kind of was thinking before this is there's a lot of talk about like coming into Web3 music and there being like a very linear experience of the type of artist. And I just, I don't have that experience. I see it because I saw that when I first came in. But I think that you guys are just a really amazing example of just how interesting and different people's approaches, personalities, creative outputs, interests. I mean, the the amount of skills that you can get in a room is crazy, right? Like, I, I mean, I could ask you guys questions about the things you're doing. <laughs> we can definitely have to have another one of these conversations. But, you know, the skills that you're doing in your other job and applying that to your own work. And, and, and I think the key thing is not just your own work, it's people around you and that kind of like shared knowledge and kind of application of your skills for other people is like really rewarding at the same time as, as doing it for yourself. We're creeping close to 11, which is kind of what we kind of have marked out for the end. Do you guys want to ask each other any questions or ask me any questions? Mini opening up of the floor. Yeah, so um, Abby, it was really interesting to just 
hear everything that you were saying also that's that's really cool that you're from Galway when you said West Ireland I wondered because I have a very good friend who is also from that part of the world and she also had had a group of musician friends who all lived in a house I think I mean it was before 2020 but I wonder I could imagine that the West Island music community is probably quite uh yeah that's, that's why well, yeah um yeah, it, when was the last time it was? I think it was like 2017. But yeah, it was just interesting okay. to kind of talk about that. And yeah, I'd love to just know more about, yeah, I guess how that, um, have, having a group of friends who it sounds like you were all kind of creatively inclined, let's say, and how that was. Like, I didn't really have that in the same way, how, how that was for you in terms of your experience of, of coming into your creative self, I suppose, when you have your friends around you um, at the same time and you're all kind of doing it together? Yeah, it's, it's a great question. And it's kind of, it's something I think about quite a bit in regards to where would I be if I hadn't had that? Like, um, previous to that, I was doing like music myself for years and years and <laughs> not really getting anywhere with it, I guess. Or thinking I was getting somewhere, somewhere, somewhere with it, but then you feel like you're not actually fully with those people or whatever but I think on on the web3 side I, I don't think I would be here to be honest if uh, if I didn't have those group of people to kind of give you that guidance and give you that push and just tell you just to be able to have those normalized conversations about all these things and I think it is uh, it's something that I really stress like whenever people whenever you go to an event or not you specifically but just people in general um I always like I think a lot of people especially in this space when they're networking and kind of trying to talk to everyone um, and I kind of really I found very quickly to go completely against that rule and like find like talk to a couple of people and then if you kind of click with someone I immediately just try to go super deep with that person and get to know that person and kind of make the effort to keep you know chatting to them over months and months and months because I think I found just from the couple of friends I have like there's literally it's completely invaluable like there's nothing like having a couple of people that you can you know resonate with and and relate to and see their wins I think uh even Jamie, when we were first uh, talking about something I directly related to you on, is the fact we're pretty much in the same boat. Like we're doing the exact same thing, completely different genres, but we're in the exact same boat. There's so many relation points there. Um, so yeah, I, I honestly think it's it's I think it's one to try to always facilitate as well because like with events or whenever I meet friends and people, just try to introduce people as much as possible because if you click with someone the chances are you're going to click with their friend if they hold the same values or ethics or whatever and um, so yeah, for me it's probably completely <laughs> completely invaluable and I, I definitely get a bit of outsider uh, or imposter syndrome sometimes when I think about this because I'm talking to people even like yourselves that have done all this yourself and kind of gotten to that point completely off your own research and your own drive it makes me think fuck what <laughs> would I have been able to do this if I didn't have like a couple of people to go and look this thing up for check this out um, but yeah, one thing I, I wanted to ask you in regards to saying about your... We all found those people, though. Like, we all find those people. We just find them in different places, right? Like, Definitely, yeah. I found those people in different discords. Like, I found them in Water and Music, and I found them in Wav World, and I found them in places, and, you know, like, Mashy Beats, and I found... I, I was lucky enough where, like, when I first came into it, where asking those stupid questions there wasn't as many people asking those questions those really basic early questions now it's a bit more of a flood but you know people had time to answer every question and people really really wanted to answer those questions because they wanted to bring people in now if that, i do think now and i see it for other artists it seems a bit more intimidating at times 
Um, but I definitely think that I was lucky enough to catch up first wave. But yeah, I think we all we all have those people. But that's I think that's what's what makes it interesting, right? It's just that the community aspect is when when you find it, when you find those people, and it gets stronger. I think that it started off with just like anyone who was into music and web free, and now my for me it's got closer and closer. <laughs> Um, and I've got like different pockets of people who are interested in different things. And then again, like in the last, you know, six weeks to two months, finding more UK people, it helps, right? Like meeting other people that are from the same place as you that are doing it. There's a camaraderie, right? There's like a kind of like, I'm not on my own. I'm not the only voice. I'm not the only English voice in this space or the only UK accent, which it really does feel like that. And the time zones too, right? Like the time zones thing is hard. And I'm going to tell you, when I know that with kids as well, like it's just like when you've got a little one and every space is at those kind of times in the evenings where my girlfriend is not a happy person right now because I've got like one earphone in every single dinner time. <laughs> I'm doing like bedtime stories with one earphone in. My girlfriend's coming in the room and like, you want a Twitter space while you're reading bedtime stories? I'm like, oh, no, no. Um, it's hard to keep up. And that, and that is that's exhausting in itself. Um, but I think now we're kind of finding our own little worlds and I think that they're more supportive of your personal lives and your kind of your own careers, right? You know, we don't have to we don't have to tag on to other career paths anymore. Like we can build our own. And maybe that was the case from the beginning, but maybe we're being we're feeling more empowered, or maybe other people are giving us that power as well, right? We're meeting like Mateo said about meeting people who encourage you and kind of yeah give you you know give you that strength to do those things I, I i always i thought it was amazing upbeat when i saw you just in like um dreams never die i was like what the fuck there's like some guy in here from like the uk where the hell did he come from <laughs> and the same with others right where it's just like even that just made me it was exciting because i was like there's other people that are not that are finding their way to these same the same it's like finding your way to the same club from like completely different place um, which is just really cool and really interesting. So yeah, I think it's I think it's an interesting time. And like I know we both we've all said it's just the big whether it's just the beginning or not for the whole, you know, music NFT web cycle thing, blah, blah. But I think actually just, you know, for you guys as artists, for what like being an artist is in the future, you know, I think there's just something different happening right now that's really interesting to me, which is that those five, three to five year cycles of being like a pop artist, is that really what we're aiming for now? Like, isn't there something more interesting happening where people like yourselves are building, I don't know, like more, more believable, more real creative output that's kind of intertwined with all these different interesting things around it that feed off each other. That means you could be making music for 20 years, right? Like rather than three to five and getting burnt out and hating it because you're going to constantly be having or we're all going to be constantly having new businesses and new ideas that spark off from all these different endeavors and different things that cross over i think that's a really interesting and exciting future for other artists to hear about that's definitely something that i'm going to share this space with with people after this because i think there's a lot of like new artists coming to the space that that could really learn a lot from from you guys mate and i think it's 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 cliche but like making waves in different communities and different parts of the world and in different fields is really hard to do and it's inspiring to see other people 
do it and hear them doing it because it's it's you know hearing hearing <laughs> artists that make different types of music being a part of these amazing interesting projects and creating music at the same time is really fucking cool so hats off to both of you for sure yeah 100% thank you thank you all so much <laughs> uh, Amateo it was absolutely lovely to to meet you and I'm definitely going to follow more on what you're doing and hear more about it um, so yeah fucking yeah, lovely to meet you Jamie thank you for having me and uh, Hudlin thank you for for uh, hosting this it's been a really really great conversation and I love that you took the the narrative of that kind of that mingling between artists and the things they also do <laughs> and I think the more we normalize that and the more we're all examples of that will be in a really great and share the knowledge man like every time I speak to you I feel like I'm learning stuff which I think there's you often say things like oh you know I'm not I'm not where you're at but I just think there's so much shared knowledge that I think that's something that we can learn from what people have done in the states and in the kind of web3 communities I've always said from the start that we don't do enough out here which is somewhere I'm really keen to kind of bring people together is that kind of whatever whether it was trashy you know the wag me thing whatever it was but you know, it's about sharing knowledge and pulling each other up. And I think that there's too, there's been too much separation and competition between like artists from outside of those scenes and, and trying to kind of replicate them rather than to build new ones. And I think like conversations like this, but also I think the three of us should be getting together, but there's so much knowledge in different areas that we could learn from. And I know there's so much from Mateo that we could learn about project managing and about what she's done with that mixtape and, and how it's worked. And I know there's so much I can learn from you upbeat about marketing and Web3 and funding. And there's just so much to learn from each other. And I think that's, that's what's really cool about having these conversations.